I'm still salty about the Buddha board. <laughs> I, I'm not going to let you play with the Buddha board while we have a conversation because you're going to just draw on it and not pay attention. You always just stifle my creativity like this. In my office covered in your art. Yeah. Hi, this is Cody Daigle-Oriens. This is Neil Daigle-Oriens. And welcome to another episode of Bearded Fruit. I'm not going to say it. Yay! <laughs> Our post-Christmas episode. Christmas was yesterday. Christmas was yesterday. Kwanzaa is today. Uh-huh. Um, and Hanukkah is also it's tonight. It's happening, so it's all the, all the, all the holidays. Mm-hmm. Jolly holidays. Our apologies if we miss some, because I'm sure there are yeah. plenty of... It's also like National Returns Day, which is... Uh-huh. Uh, we're, our hearts go out to our retail brothers and sisters no out there. No kidding, because I'm sure it's a misery right now. Mm. Um, and uh, we had a lovely Christmas here at home. We sure did. Neil bought me beard oil. I sure did. I bought him a butts shirt. It's a shirt that says butts on it. <laughs> and there's also Tina Belcher from Bob's Burgers. That's true. But butts was more important. Butts. And uh, and we spent it with our lovely little dog, Ophelia. Because she's the sweetest little thing. We gave her a rawhide bone. She ate it in like the 20 The whole minutes. thing. Yeah. Um, so we hope all of you out there in um, our listening community had a wonderful holiday, had a wonderful Christmas day for those of you who are celebrating Christmas and are enjoying this week leading up to the end of 2016. I'm sorry I can't hear you right now. I'm putting on my chapstick. Yeah. Um, before we get started with the episode, uh, we I want to encourage you to check something out. The Bearded Fruit website got a makeover in preparation for all the fun things we're going to be doing uh, next year. So if you have never checked out our website, you should definitely head over there and do that. That's beardedfruit.com. And if you check it out, you're going to see some of the things that we are cooking up for next year. So go there, check it out, and find the ways for you to participate in uh, some upcoming episodes and also some other cool projects that we're doing. The makeover was very similar to that of one on America's Next Top Model. Yes, it was exactly like that makeover Mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We gave it um, red hair. Uh huh. It cried. It cried. But it looks fierce. And a weave. Yeah, and uh, we'll enjoy its picture until it disappears when it's eliminated. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I can't do the theme song. No, like, I how can't do you, even. No, I don't it doesn't know. have like that strong of a melody right. because it's got no. so much instrumentation. But in just it. in your mind, imagine executive producer Ken Mock appearing. On your listening God, device. Ken Mock is probably rich. So this week we are talking. About bud sex. I didn't say butt sex. For once in your life. But that might be a thing that happens in bud sex. But um, we're talking about uh, a a new paper that's been published by a researcher named Tony Silva at the University of Oregon. And uh, the paper that he just published is called, ready for it? Bud Sex, Constructing Normative Masculinity Among Rural Straight Men That Have Sex With Men. I bet Patrick's really jealous that he didn't think of this. I know. <laughs> um, and so the, the the paper that he published is about this um, phenomenon. It says the, the reporting, I said it's a growing phenomenon, but I don't think it's growing. I mean, people have been doing this for a long time. But it is basically, um, he calls it bud sex or dude sex. 
growing in the sense that maybe people are becoming more aware, aware of it yeah. or like maybe it's a little bit more accessible yes. with technology. But it's certainly not something that hasn't been happening. But dude sex is when two guys, and in this study and uh, for these his purposes, for Tony Silva's purposes, usually from a rural area and guys who identify as heterosexual, uh, they kind of hook up. In kind a, of? In a, well, no, they, they, they totally hook up in a, a discreet no strings attached kind of way. Okay. Uh, and so these are guys who generally have families. They have a wife at home. They maybe have some kids, maybe have a puppy and they identify as heterosexual, but they are having the sex with men. Very clinical terms coming <laughs> from that side of the table. Yes. Today. Well, you know, I'm trying my best. Um, so, so dude sex, <laughs> <laughs> go on yeah what what he what silva did in this in this interview in his in this study is he interviewed several guys who consider themselves straight but have dude sex and he wanted to know why they do it um what they get from it how they compartmentalize this physical relationship they're having with other guys uh along with their identity which is at odds with that Activity and boy, howdy, do they compartmentalize yes. it? And he totally. And so he learned some things about dude sex. One of the things he learned is that the men who engage in dude sex uh, consider it. <laughs> I love this a quote from the thing: helping a buddy out. Just helping a buddy out. <laughs> just helping. I'm helping. I'm helping a buddy out. Um, Tony needed some help, and or just exploring, being curious. Getting rid of urges. Urges is my urges. favorite one. Um, without identifying themselves as uh, as queer or gay. And um, he finds that this... Uh, uh, so what he found is that these guys are, are, are living this life where they are having these relationships with men, even though they would never consider them relationships, but they're still able to identify as straight. Well, some of the guys that he talks about, too, in, in this, like, they describe their experiences with dudes, and, and, like, with some of them, it's like, it's more than just sex. Like, we just hang out, we watch a movie, and then maybe we blow each other. And it's mm -hmm. like, you just described a date. Yes. That's a right. date, yeah. bro. That's a date. Y'all get, like, food, and then you, like, eat each other. Okay. That's a date. That's how dates work sometimes. Correct. Well, and there was even, there's one guy in the study that uh, <laughs> he, um, he says that let me find it real quick yeah so he so this is it's a married guy that he that he, tony silva talks to he says he'll go to his place and spend a night or two with him well he the guy says that it, with his guy friend his his dude sex partner and uh, they do things other than sex they go to dinner go out and go shopping stuff like that it's literally a date it's literally it's literally a relationship you're yeah. going in like spending a night with somebody that's literally, that's literally you are having a gay relationship Y'all are boyfriends. You're having, a, you're having, you're right. You have a boyfriend, mm -hmm. but no, he, it's just, it's just dude sex because he's got a wife. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, so okay, so dudes, this whole phenomenon of the of this is kind of, I feel sort of torn about it because there's a part of me that wants to just immediately rip, rip it like, you're ridiculous, you're just gay, but that's not necessarily true. Like that's, I don't think it's necessarily fair because we could also be talking about guys who are legitimately bisexual, but just don't quite have sort of a, a, a language for it. Mm -hmm. But we could also be talking about guys who 
are like they identify as straight and that's what their identity is and they really do just like every once in a while having their buddy help them out a little bit well there's something really interesting if we like look at this through um a judith butler lens where it's like transcending the need for labels transcending the need for um for for identity I, I think there's something subversive about dudes just having sex with each other and then being then going home to their wives who they also i assume have sex with I mean, there's something subversive about that kind of a experience with your with your body, um, but I think more likely the case is there's some hidden bisexuality, some hidden queerness that they are allowing themselves to express, and instead choosing to to do that in a manner that's maybe not so ethical in regards to relationships, but also um, do it in a manner that allows them to um, continue to claim their heterosexuality. Yeah, I like the point about uh, it being ethical because if, you know, if you if you sort of live in a a polyamorous queer kind of world, then you could be married to your wife and still have a boyfriend and everybody would know about it and everybody would be cool. And that's totally a thing that happens. Yeah, it totally exists that in totally the world. Exists. And what's what's what in that particular instance, it's like, a, you know, a man who's married to a woman who has a boyfriend on the side, but in his polyamorous relationship, his wife and boyfriend both know about the other and everybody's cool are doing the exact same things as a guy who's married to a woman, but having sex with dudes on the side in secret. Um, but the polyamorous guy will be considered bisexual or, or, or like straight dudes would call him like a, a secret faggot or something like that. And he would be other. <laughs> Even though they're doing the exact same thing, which I, I don't know, there's something, there's something about it that I just think is kind of lame and and lousy, and uh, like it would be ideal for these guys to be able to live this openly, but they really can't. Like, culture doesn't allow that to be the case. I wish I could quit you. I mean, and then that's a good joke. It is a good joke. No, that was a that was a Brokeback Mountain. A bro, a Brokeback Mountain. Okay, go on with your point. I'm sorry. Um, and like, I also can't rip these dudes because, and Neil told me that I had to talk about this if we did this episode. So I totally was part of the bud sex, dude sex world back in the in the day. You were part of it. <laughs> I mean, we're okay, using so, past tense here. Well, no. Okay. So be fair. So like, I, I mean, I'm not going to even totally lie about this. I have, especially in my twenties, I totally had a thing for straight married dudes. Like that was my, that was my jam. And so I would, I would go on the various tools of the time, like um, the AOL Louisiana mm for mm chat room. Mm for mm. <laughs> I got or, an mm for you. All or right. like gay.com, the Blech. chat room there, and and look for and either either look for straight dudes who were who were out there, or I would pretend to be a straight dude who'd like quote unquote never done this before and had urges and just needed a buddy to help me out my girlfriend won't go down on right me. and i would like concoct this whole entire world and had like some somebody s- was a theater student <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but i would concoct these like crazy fantasy and have like those were some hot hookups like that's they were totally hot. i'll hookups. take your word for they it they were hot hookups i was totally into it and you know i i have had the Occasional crush on a straight man. I don't know what you're talking about. In my adulthood. Math boyfriend. (laughs) 
I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, maybe a fellow teacher when I taught. Um, oh. I don't know what I'm talking about either. No. So it's, you know, I have, I would be hypocritical for me to just say these, these guys are complete assholes because I indulged in it. And other than it just being a hot time, there was all, always something kind of a little sad because it always felt like they were, the, the guys really wanted to fully enjoy that and have it all the time. And you could tell that they, this was something they really wanted to be part of their life, but they couldn't quite make that happen. Um, and I think that's, that's in large part cause I, it, I did all, I did all my dude sex in Louisiana, which would fit the profile of these guys as these rural communities. Um, it's hard to be openly queer in the South, especially the deep South, especially when it's still a very deeply religious and deeply Republican place. Well, and <clears throat> if you, um, tackle that on top of, um, the, uh, the weird relationship that bisexuality has with um, with with society in general, people claiming it to not exist or or feeling like it's just a thing that people say before they come out as fully gay, um, like you 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 couple rural oppression with um, the weirdness of where bisexuality stands on a lot of in a lot of people's minds, and it's like well. It's a binary. I either have to be gay or straight, and I really love my wife, so I must be straight. And I just like like it when a dude goes down on me occasionally, um, because that's how we think. We think in binary, so it's either gay or straight. And bisexuality doesn't exist as a valid sexuality for a lot of these guys either, um, which is really unfortunate as well, because bisexuality does exist, um, and it is a valid sexuality. And it's it's unfortunate that we live in this kind of society where. Not only is it hard to be queer, but it's also hard to be queer in that very specific way, in a way that doesn't fit into a binary of straight or queer. So, uh, right? Yeah. No, and I, I totally think if we if we treated bisexuality in the same way that we treat the identity of being like a gay man or or a lesbian, it would be much easier for these for these guys and, and like women, women as well. Cause it's not that only, only guys are the only bisexual people on the planet, but women are as well, but it'd be very, it would be much easier for these guys to exist and have lives that were satisfying. You know, I wonder them. about the female, um, component of this, like where, cause there are definitely women who engage in very similar behavior. Mm -hmm. There are women who have sex with other women, but go home to their men. Um, and they, and I also know that women are more likely to identify as bisexual, so that makes it even more interesting. Um, women are, are more likely to identify as bi or pan, um, and people who are assigned to female at birth are also more likely to um, to uh, identify as somewhere in between when it comes to gender spectrum stuff. So it's really interesting to me when women and people who are assigned female at birth kind of do take on that. This this kind of a bro sex culture, it's really interesting because it's already established that that's a thing that is a little bit more acceptable for them. Um, so, I well, I think that that women, it's it's easier for women because you don't have the problem of masculinity in our culture. Mm -hmm. So, a woman can be bisexual and have sex with a woman, and that's appealing to a masculine. That's a to a straight dude. That's an appealing thing. So it's okay. Ugh, hot lesbo and, sex. Right. So it's Ugh. more permissible for a woman to be bisexual than it is for a man to be bisexual. Because for a man to have sex with another man, that feminizes him and makes him less of a man. But at the same man. time, there's still that like internal 
not not internal, but that that like general biphobic type situation where it's like, oh, she's just experimenting or she just wants attention, right? Like, right. or she's a slut. Oh man, not that we can really talk about women issues, right? Like we trying, but yeah, womp. <laughs> Sorry, that was weird. <laughs> a little bit. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's easier. It's easier for women in that context because being a lady who wants to sleep with a lady is hot for a straight dude. How's that for female privilege? And so they're like down. They're down for that. Like it's 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 not fair for us to to project bisexuality or queerness onto another person based on the, their behavior. But also, it is <laughs> so. If there's anything about this whole study that I thought was particularly worth being critical of um, is the sort of legitimacy it gives this idea, Mm -hmm. you know, saying that this phenomenon exists. And so this kind of relationship that these men who are in in these relationships and they identify as straight uh, but are having sex with men on the side. Giving it a name and legitimizing it through a study uh, legitimizes something that's le- that is then legitimately harmful to queer men. I think it's only harmful if you're going to interpret it that way. Because, I mean, the guy is just doing a study and putting it out there. So if you choose to interpret the data that way, then yes, it's harmful. But that's only if you choose to... Because he's just trying to figure out why dudes do it. Like, he's not mm-hmm. he's not necessarily trying to analyze the deeper socio-political ramifications of it. He's just trying to say like, why do people do this? And how do they negotiate? How do they negotiate their ideas? It's not, I don't think it's necessarily inherently validating it unless you use it to validate it. If that makes any yeah. sense. Well, I just feel like it would, what this sort of does is validate the idea that it's okay to maintain your straight privilege and your male privilege as long as, like it, that it's okay to do that. I mean, if you're in a situation where you're doing this and you see this, yeah. you, like if anything, I could see somebody validating it to themselves by being like, oh, so I'm not the only person who does this. But like, I, I don't think it's inherently validating. I just, I just mm. don't because I feel like you have to choose to do that with the data. You have to yeah. choose to do that with the statements to say, see, it's okay. Um, like if anything, I feel like this kind of, this this kind of really magnifies the hypocrisies, the compartmentalizing, the like it, it really it really shows how people can engage in very, very queer behavior and yet identify as very, very not queer. And that's there's a hypocrisy in that. There's there's some kind of balance, some kind of like extreme compartment compartmentalizing that needs to happen in somebody's brain for them to be able to do that. And it just kind of shows like this is how they justify it. This is literally how they do it. It doesn't make any sense, but it makes sense to them. Um, so, I mean, if you're a person who engages in this behavior, sure, that validates your behavior. But if you aren't, then I don't think it does. Because it, I feel like this behavior is is legitimately dangerous to queer people. Men who, men who are openly gay or bi, men who are in relationships having sex with other men and other people know about it, are possibly subjected to physical violence out in the world. If you're perceived to be a gay person or perceived to be a quote-unquote faggot, then you could be beaten or killed in the world Mm -hmm. and these these guys who have done what they you know they've they've created this world that uh, looks 
culturally acceptable and heterosexual on the outside are then engaging in the exact same behaviors and exact same physical practices that gay men are openly gay men are but they're not receiving any of the the negatives of it and also inside of that these what his study also found which which kind of gives me the willies too is that the 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 men that these men want are other men like them they legitimate they're they're they don't want to have sex with a femme dude they're or a guy who looks gay. Yeah, they're, they're being very mask for mask. They don't want you to come off as gay. Like, And they'll do the thing. He found people that um, that said this exact same th- thing that we always hear guys say. If I wanted someone that acts like a girl, I got a wife at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only are you, you sort of engaging in queer behavior but benefiting from not having any cultural repercussions from it but you're then also perpetuating homophobia as well you're also perpetuating the idea that it's totally okay if you have sex with another dude who's not a faggot as long as he can change a tire yeah like that's and i that's dangerous perpetuating those things and allowing those behaviors to continue are what keep us othered Mm -hmm. like that's what keeps us othered if we're sleeping with dudes and straight guys are sleeping with dudes, then there should be no problem with sleeping with dudes. Mm-hmm. Unless like the dude's a jerk. Sleeping with dudes. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with you yeah. on that part. And, and so I, 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 we, there was the whole thing about like having bromances. That was like a big deal. Straight dudes mm-hmm. having the feels for their bros or the bro job phenomenon of like, Oh, just every once in a while, I get a blow job from a friend and it's great. Mm-hmm. And news outlets and, and places ran stories about them as though these are like, Hey, this is another way to be. Isn't that crazy that they're doing that? Okay, fine, but it's not helpful. Mm-hmm. It's not helpful to queer people. I don't know if it was this study, but I remember reading something about this where um, one of the guys interviewed who who had sex with men actually explicitly sought out feminine men mm. um, instead of masculine men and that he actually preferred like smooth-bodied, feminine, smaller men um, because of the fact that he that's what he liked in women. Um, and it was super, super interesting. It was, it was, it was one of those moments where I just kind of like looked at him, um, and and I looked at at the way that he he spoke about what his interests were sexually, and it's like that's literally a guy who's just attracted to femininity in general, no matter what body it mm-hmm. um, fits into, and that's like a really wonderful, weird moment of just like, huh, representation, yeah. but also, dude, you're bi, like just just accept it. You like feminine things. And things, wow, way to dehumanize people, Neil. Um, you like feminine people, and sometimes they're women, and sometimes they're men, and that's okay. And that's okay. The end. Yes, I completely agree with you. It totally is okay. It's okay to us. Mm-hmm. It's okay to all the other people in the world, but it's not really okay in the world. Specifically in Oklahoma. It's Yeah, or Oklahoma, or, or any other, or in America, let's be, be fair. Because, okay, that was a joke. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, oh, now I see what you're doing. Yeah, it's and not it took, okay and okay. It took a while. Um, what I also don't like about this whole, the this dude sex, bud sex, bro job, bromance nonsense, and even extending into the mask for mask thing in, um, in, in, openly gay culture and for for gay male culture is this idea that it's perpetuating negative ideas about what being a man is Mm -hmm. that you can only be a man if you are 
straight acting. This this kind of like uh, change attire, doing manly guy stuff. Um, that's that's cool. Like that's great. We can have sex with as many of those dudes as possible. But if you're at any if you're in any way feminine, if you're in any way um, queer looking or queer acting, you're lower on the totem pole and you're somehow less valid. Here's what I want to know: Do these guys kiss beforehand? I don't know. Because I feel like that's a question. I don't know. Do they kiss or do they just go straight for the genitals? Straight I for mean, the genitals. A new play. Well, I don't know. I mean, from my extensive dude sex experience, uh, yeah, there's the straight dudes. How did we get here? The straight dudes that I would hook up with. Um, were very much into the whole shebang that it wasn't just about that. They were into the whole like intimate physical thing. Okay. I think it's because they wanted, because they want to do that with dudes. Here's an idea for a one act. Can we please make a one act where it's two gay guys who pretend to be straight on like a message board and find each other. And they're just like trying to experiment, but they're both actually gay looking for that, looking for that rush that you, that you talk about that like, but they're actually gay. You are free to write that if you would like. No, I'm not the writer. You are. Make well, it happen. Not, no. Chop, chop. So I guess to kind of like bring the conversation back to some kind of point instead of a tangent. And just talking about you. Um, what? Like that wasn't even no, how was, that went. I was joking. Um, is like... I think it's incredibly important for, for those of us, um, for those of us in the LGBT community, for op- openly gay people to really make it a point. Cause we can't do anything about these, these dude sexers. Cause they're going to, I mean, we could, we could do something about them. Dude sexers. We could do something about them. We could help them out. Um, we could just be a butt helping out another butt. Um, I'm just, I'm just is, bored. I think, I think it's really important as we move forward, particularly in the, in the coming years, because it is now more problematic than ever to be queer in the world and particularly openly queer is for us to as best we can support every part of the queer spectrum of masculinity like every kind of queer boy matters and making sure that we celebrate every kind of queer boy possible and that doesn't mean that we don't celebrate queer girls and queer people in between oh no but like i think particularly i was speaking for contextually speaking yeah but like speaking for us because in this situation in this conversation where um straight dudes are being are sort of trying to like maintain whatever wild fun they get out of being straight masculine american males uh we should celebrate all kinds of queer boys because they're all amazing and wonderful. All kinds yep. of queer boys. Yeah. All kinds of queer boys. This has been a very jingle-heavy episode. Not by my doing. As always. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true, though. No, <laughs> very good point. Um, before we do our t- traditional sign-off, uh, just know that in the coming weeks, we're, there are going to be some really cool things uh, we're going to start doing. You can find them out through the website, or uh, which I'll tell you in a little bit. But we're going to be expanding the reach of the, the podcast to include other voices and uh, interviews with other people all around the country and hopefully around the world. Uh, so 
in the next week or so and into the next month and into 2017, the more you share our podcast, if you like what we're doing, the more it's helpful to us and uh, to help us reach out and touch as many people as possible. <laughs> I said that on purpose. I said touch as many people at, oh, that's my nipple. Um, touch this. Touch all of touch this. Touch all of this, yeah. As always, we appreciate all the support for all of you who are listening to us every week. Uh, you mean the world to us, and we could not do this without, well, we could do this without you, but it would be sort of pointless to do it without you. Um, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, head over to iTunes and do that. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can leave us a review, which is great. We love to hear what people are thinking about our show. You can find us on Facebook at Bearded Fruit. You can find us on Twitter at Bearded Fruit Pod. And you can find us on the web at www.beardedfruit.com. And uh, go to the website, see what we're going to be up to in 2017. Look at all the different ways you can participate. And we will, you'll hear the next time you hear from us, it'll be 2017. It'll be a brand new year. I'm not ready for it. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, no, come on, George Michael. I, I'm ready for this year to be done. Stay away from Stephen Sondheim 2016. Here's the fun thing about time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't care about how we label it. I know, but let's just get this year over with. Okay. We'll see you next year. I love this whole Tina Turner like grasping of the microphone you've been doing this Well, it's time. because the microphone is, the, the stand isn't really holding it so well. I have to fix that after this. Or you're time. living your fantasy. I am living my, I'm living my best life. Somebody's got to. See you next week.